Pickaxe. Hello, my friend. My name's Sean, and I want to end your suffering. No, not like that. With meditation in my new podcast, Mindfulness for Gamers. Each episode, I'll take you through how mindfulness can help you to feel less anxious and frustrated and put you on the path of happiness, all through the lovely, grimy lens of video games. So make time to level up your mental health and take the first step on your spiritual skill tree. Join me and subscribe to Mindfulness for Gamers right here, right now. Hello everyone and welcome to this amazing new episode of Video Game Movie Podcast uh, with myself, Rory Justin from Cyberpunk Studios and joining me today as per usual is my good friend Jamie Evans from Impala Films. Say hello Jamie. What up guys, what a rare gem we have for you today, rare treat indeed. Absolutely, so just a little bit of full play on the film itself. Uh, this is a film that has been ignored largely by the Halo audience uh, despite the fact that it came out in 2008 it won awards in 2009 it has master chief in there and his wife and it also includes <laughs> i can't keep it up anymore um yes april fool's day ladies and gentlemen the reason the halo crowd don't care about this is because it's not really a halo film however the rest of the information is accurate master chief is in this and his wife uh <laughs> And it is about uh, Master Chief, among many other uh, armchair, what is it, armchair combat professionals, I believe they're called, uh, basically saving or, or, or playing a Halo-like video game, and I put that in the mildest possible terms, we'll come to that in a bit, uh, to save a billionaire's wife who appears to have been captured and someone is calling up to try and play like a saw-like game on him. Would you like to play a game? Is literally yeah. a copycat line. They I use. want to play a game. I want to play a game. Uh, and the game in this case isn't uh, a psychological game. It isn't some sort of mind trick or, or a way to get you to abuse yourself for past crimes. No, in this case, it's literally play Halo um, or, or Halo-like uh, thing the it is award winning. I have no idea. It is not. Surely. It is award winning. It has two awards. I'm going to kill myself. Uh, oh no no sorry. It's won one award. Uh, it was it was an official selection in the Kids First Film Festival of 2008. Now it's interesting that it went into the Kids First Film Festival since I've got the German Blu-ray and a uh, surprise and it's got a 16 rating. So, I'm guessing the film, Kids First Film Festival is in America. I've never heard of it. And if it's an official selection, that's not an award. That's no, no, that's just for selected. being in it. However, there is an actual award here. Oh, fuck. Winner, the Big Island Film Festival of 2009 for the best family feature. Jesus Christ. Nothing about this was family... I reckon that that's information from a different film that they've put on this box art, which, to be fair, is a mistake you could easily make, given that this film has about seven different titles. Yes, so let me be clear. On the, on the artwork you're going to see online, it's going to be called Video Game Earth Force. The reason being is that's the Blu-ray I've got. It has like a, 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 a kind of late 2000s, early 2010s style, um, like robot, android, alien thing. Space Marine thing. Space Marine sort of thing. That character's not in the film. Uh, the 
<laughs> that's what you want, isn't it? A front cover where the character on the cover's not even in the film. However, this is the uh, well, this is the second Blu-ray release of this film, but neither Blu-ray release used the actual name of the film, despite the fact that they didn't change the name in the movie itself. So just on your Blu-ray copy alone, yep. the cover art has one title. Yep. The DVD menu has another title. Yes. Uh, so does the back of this case. The back of the case has another title. Yes. And then when you actually click to play the film, it has the controller. It as says the, the controller. So it was. It's the controller is the name of the film. That's the official. I'm starting name. to think this film might be a tax evasion scheme. Uh, quite possibly. Uh, but <laughs> so yeah, it's called the controller. That's the official name. When it came out in Germany initially on Blu-ray, they called it Electronic Gladiators, and that's the name that's on the Blu-ray menu, and that's also the name that's still on the back of this Blu-ray case, because it's clearly just a repackage. However, this version is called Video Game Earth Force, and then it's got the controller in very small letters underneath. Oh, really? Yes, uh, and with the, the amazing slogan, to be fair, this slogan is good. Gewinn das Spiel oder sterb. Does that stand for disturbed at the end? No. Oh, disturb. Uh, win the game, or whatever sturb is, I'm guessing die? Must I be. don't know. Whatever sturb means. Uh, but Gavini dash spiel, I'm pretty certain, is win the game. Them doing that with the title, where they've put the controller in small letters and yeah. a new title in bigger letters, that reminds me of... Uh, they did that to... Uh, actually, a really good sci-fi film from about oh god it's older now probably seven or eight years ago now uh did you see a film starring tom cruise and emily blunt called edge of tomorrow yes so that film didn't do very well no the box office so they when they released it yeah they made the tagline the name of the film live die repeat and then in small letters edge of tomorrow i prefer edge of tomorrow oh really yeah live die repeat is more accurate to what the film is, though. Yeah, it's too easy for me, oh, that okay. title is. It's too... You're too easy. It's too Ron Seal. Um, <laughs> Ron Seal? Ron Seal does exactly what it says on the tin. Oh, I see. Um, I'm thinking of Thompson's Water but Seal. it's a really good film from memory. And it just... What, the controller? No, no, Edge of Tomorrow. No, Edge of Tomorrow is a very good film. And it I just, really enjoyed that film. It got missed. People slept on it. Well, I saw it. I thought it was very good, but yeah, yeah. yeah. This I, is not I, a good I, I, film. No, this, is, this, is, this is Uwe Boll-level drag. Uwe Boll could have made this film. I mean, there's not uh, there's not quite enough offensive humour in it, but yeah, it's not offensive enough to be an Uwe Boll film. There's no there was no racism. There was no racism. And in a fact, you can some racist jokes, yep. and this could be an Uwe Boll. So film. unfortunately, didn't meet the high standards that we've come to expect from Uwe Boll level filmmaking. Um, one of the most important things of this, and it, it's really hard to convey. Bear in mind, we've only got audio is just how terrible the CGI is in this film. Oh, God. It looks like, I I pointed out to you while we were watching it, it's on par with early 2000s CGI shows like Reboot and Buttergly Martians, Donkey Kong. Now, bear in mind, this is a feature film that had a cinema release that won awards at film festivals. No, let's stop again there. This came out in cinemas. Yes. This wasn't straight to DVD. Pretty certainly came out in cinemas, yeah. By the There's no justice in the world. Um, this is a justice-free zone. Looking for some justice? <laughs> Sorry, chaps, fresh out. No justice here. Well, Jesus Christ. It's, it's insane, isn't it, to think about that? But yeah, this uh, I'm pretty certain this came out in cinemas. It won awards at film festivals. And the CGI, bear in mind, this was made in 2008. 
I'm mm. sure it didn't last. So we're in the, the Xbox production. 360 generation, yep. aren't we? Though they do time. use only original OG Xboxes throughout the film. I know. Oh. Um, and bear in mind that the 360 have been out since 2006. So I really don't understand why they hadn't been using that. To be honest, with how ugly the film is, this looks like it was filmed much, much earlier. Yeah. Uh, well, I, d- I don't think it was though. No, I don't think it was no. either. But it I looks just... shit. Like the co- the colours are cr- the colours are crap. Yep. Like it's all very muted and boring. Nothing looks lit properly. No. Um, everything's framed incorrectly. It looked like to me when we watched it, it looked like it'd been filmed for sixteen by nine, like normal widescreen. But what they've done in post is they've added borders to make it cinema wide. But they hadn't recalibrated the shots or mo- manipulated the shots to fit that aspect ratio. Yeah. So essentially, people were talking, but bits of their face were being cut off by the borders in close-ups and things like that yeah. because they hadn't actually considered what they were yeah. using. In cinema. They think they and just went, some... you know, proper cinema films are this aspect ratio. We're going to do that aspect yeah. ratio. And it's like, but you need to film with that in mind. And in some shots you had... Um... Like, you have just a load of dead space off to one side. Yeah, we'll get to the dead space on some of it, because it gets ridiculous, the amount of dead space on screen. But the CGI in this, at best, and I think this might... Like, I hate the PlayStation 2 as a console. Mm. Even I would struggle to say it's PlayStation 2 level. And that's someone who hates that particular console. I wouldn't want to offend the PlayStation 2 (laughs) by saying the graphics are that bad. I mean, here's the thing. Being on Blu-ray, they've obviously rendered them out at a higher resolution, at least for the time. You can tell that because there's not a lot of blurring from upscaling. There is frame rate mismatching. That is a problem with the CGI elements of this film. But they are at least, when it says HD, it is an HD version of the these uh, particular CGI cinematics. The only thing is, is what's actually, what they're actually rendering isn't very good. It's yeah. like taking a PlayStation 1 game and rendering it at 4K. Yeah. You know, yes, it will be clean, but you're not, you're not going to get better textures. You're not going to get better rounded graphics no. necessarily. You're not, you know, you've not really, you've not, you're not going to play a PlayStation 1 game in 4K and go, wow, it's like playing the latest video game on a PS5 yeah. or an Xbox Series X or a PC. It's still going to look like a PS1 game that's just being rendered at a better level. Yeah. And that's very but, much what this looks like. And bear in mind that by the time of 2008, Toy Story was nearly 15 years old. This doesn't look as good by any stretch of the imagination as Toy Story. And I know that's Pixar, and I know they had a great budget, but that's 15 years of computer tech evolution, and you don't see it. Yeah. You just don't. But let's just even talk about the concept of this film, because the the very concept of this film, I don't think there's a way of doing this well, because it's such a stupid concept. Billionaire's wife gets kidnapped... Guy forces him and some other players to play a video game to save her life. They've all got to protect him because if he dies in the game, then presumably he'll kill the wife. Yeah. Um, the thing is, we don't care about the wife. We barely see her. Because we barely see her. Uh, we don't care about the guy because he's the dullest person on the planet. Come on, this guy's performance is incredible. What would you like to do? Where would you like to go? That's just it. We can meet anyone, we can go anywhere. I get what I want when I want it. And you know, I always win. It's, come on, uh, be we'll honest with yourself. It. We'll get to that. But <laughs> even, 
any violence that occurs in the film, any death that occurs in the film, it's all within a video game. Yeah, so when characters die, it's just their avatar in a game yeah. dying. And it's not like they die in real life. It's not like he's no. got like... A, it's a, like a, stay alive. Yeah, where like there's a, sni- a sniper or something who'll shoot the players. No, they just go, oh, well, I can't continue playing now. Yeah, they literally just like... like That's the state. There's a bit where one person dies and a guy acts like it's a really bad thing. He's like, oh my God. No. And the other person's just like, dude, don't worry, we'll play with him again tomorrow. It's fine. <laughs> and you're like, there are no stakes in this concept. It's a, it's a stupid concept. Oh, and we'll get to how it resolves, but let's be honest, this film steals all of its best ideas from other films. Better films, good films. Mm. And yet, it puts it in a package where none of those ideas can really work, yeah. or sing, or have any... So- and then, and then, of course, you have the quality of cast and CGI they slap on top of it. Jesus. This is probably the worst film we've watched on here. I, I would actually say this is worse than Postal. Give me a quick moment to think about the films that we've done. Do you know what? I can't even believe I'm going to say this. This is... Although Resident Evil offends me more because I'm a Resident Evil fan, Oh, this, this is, is a far worse film than Resident Evil. Oh, by far, all, yeah, far come worse. on, come on. Like, if I was, I, there's no way you could say that this film is better than Resident no, Evil. No, but Resident Evil Resident offends Evil. me on a personal well, level. I get, you. I get you. Um, It's, yeah, no, I think this is the worst thing we've watched. This is actually even worse than Sega Hard Girls. Sega Hard Girls was at least had some interesting elements you could look into if you yeah. so chose. This doesn't even have that. Uh, there's no way you're going to look into this and go, Wow, I wonder what that's referencing. I wonder what all the fascinating bit. It's just terrible. Now, the one caveat I'll give this film, and we can, we'll probably disagree with this as we go through <laughs> the conversation on the film, but I do wonder if this might have a quality of the room. The acting is that bad. The uh, the CGI, as we've explained, is terrible. There is nothing in this film that is salvageable or good. But I couldn't help but laugh. I did laugh quite a lot. Yeah. In um, embarrassment half the time, to be fair. But, I mean, some the room is not... would help. Yeah. But, I mean, I, don't get me wrong. The Room is not thought of as a great film because it's a great film. No. It's thought of as, this is so bad, it's hilarious, so I'll watch it. I think Video Game Earth Force at least has shades of that. Yeah, I mean the the lead actor is atrocious. I mean th- <laughs> so this bad. this is literally like someone took the voice actor from Barry Burton in the first Resident he Evil. He literally sounds like him in yeah. some places, doesn't he? Yeah, what he's like, what is this? What is this? And he says it. Like, I'm gonna have to mash those clips in. What is this? What is this? It's Chris's blood. <laughs> this, put it this way: there's a bit in the film where I uh, I couldn't help but cut into the film a little bit. Where um, a guy says to the main character, he goes, I, I, I know that you're in some sort of trouble. I can hear in your voice how emotional you are. Yeah. And then this guy is literally like, why, yes, I feel terribly upset. Are you okay? What? Your voice. I can hear it in your voice. The concern you have. This is important to you. Yes. Yes, it is, but... I don't think I can win. <laughs> My I, whole world I kind of is feel shattered. Like they were calling the actor out with that line. I know they weren't. They I weren't that smart, smart. But no. that's. But it, oh, I just love the idea that that was basically a call out. You spent the whole film, mm. literally, guys. I can't. 
I can't explain just how flat this guy's yeah. performance is. And I made a promise to myself that I was going to try and stop being so nasty about films, given that I'm off. becoming a filmmaker myself. I'll I don't give you think a free fair. pass on this but, one. Yeah, this is just... I, I just don't... There's no good performances in it. The, no, 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 I'll disagree with that. No, I think no. Frag, the, guy, the black guy who plays Fragmaster, I think he's very good. Oh, I wouldn't go as far as very good. He's the the best of a bad bunch. <laughs> He's believable. I find him believable, and for me, for most of it, yeah. yeah. And bear in mind what film this is, what the how crap the script is, how bad the acting is, and the direction is, and everything else about this film. Yeah. Being believable is like Oscar worthy. Yeah, but they <laughs> still had product placement. They still oh, yeah. got funding from Aquafina and Mountain Dew. Oh, Mountain Dew also funded Mountain Dew. I mean, I'd, I'd, at this point, I'm wondering if to get our films funded, we just message Mountain Dew, hi, we know you do crap films. We've got an idea for a crap film. <laughs> Will you fund our crap yeah. film? And if they say no, I'll be like, what's wrong with our crap film? You fund lots of other crap well, films. We need to go, we need to ask the British, we need to ask the British equivalent of Mountain Dew. What is the British equivalent of I th- Mountain Dew? I think Iron Brew, maybe. Iron Brew? <laughs> New Iron Brew. LucasAid? Lucas, I love LucasAid. Yeah, we could ask LucasAid. Fucking for... love LucasAid. Yes. Right, qu- quick sidebar, because this film's garbage and there's not much to talk about anyway. Um, I, I, I want to know if this is a northern thing or not, or if you do this down south. Whenever I was ill growing up, like if I had a tummy bug or anything like that, my mum would make us drink LucasAid. Yeah, because it's got electrolytes. Because she was convinced it was like, had like healing properties. Yeah, because it's got electrolytes in it. It helps your body actually recover itself. Does it really? It does. Does it? Yeah. Oh, I, I mean, I will say that I think the healing power of LucasAid is probably quite minor. Yeah. But it is, it, yeah, you need Honestly, electrolytes to re- revive your body. To, to the point where I do not drink LucasAid... As a normal drink. No, it's a, it's a health tonic. It's a medicine, yeah. I only drink Lucasade when I'm ill. I like Lucasade and I like Cowpole. Those are my two healing yeah. items. I might try... Uh, Mate, I might try we could some... do a film that's like a video game and you've got the healing item, but the healing Lucas item Aid. is Cowpole. Yeah. I might try some Lucasade again. I, I'm a bit worried that I'm becoming diabetic, so I think Lucasade might be too much sugar in one go. Well, you, and I might just melt. Do you sugar-free Lucasade? I can't imagine that's any good. <laughs> Can't imagine LucasAid's very good to be. The, the point, the point, the thing that makes LucasAid good is the fact that it is literally liquid sugar. Yeah, it's true enough. Uh, so let's talk about the story then. Let's let's move on to the story elements. Must of, we? I mean, do you want to hold it off and drag this no. out a lot longer? We can. So we, we can s- talk more about the the artistry and no. the skill. So we start. So we start with an animated scene, don't we? Yeah, it opens up and it sounds like it's going to be uh, a Halo-like storyline for the film itself, because mm. it, and it eventually reveals that it's a trailer for the game within the film. Yeah. But it's just like um, Earth has fallen. Earth. Uh, Aliens have tried to conquer us. There's only but, a few survivors. Yeah, left. and it's, yeah. it's you know it's down to us to fight for it. And the and CGI straight is, away it looks bad. Yeah, know? yeah. I mean, like, like this is your opening gambit. Yeah, you're ten seconds into the film and it looks awful. They took our planet, pushed us out of our solar system. They thought they had won, but they made one mistake. They didn't kill all of us. Time to take back our planet. 
join the Liberation Force Earth Movement, an online experience like no other. Jones, Higgins, where are you? I'm pinned down. I need cover fire. Jones, Higgins, copy. Team play with friends nearby or across the country. Millions have already joined the movement. What are you waiting for? They would have been better off using real Halo. Tell you what they'd have been better off doing. Not I'm doing serious. It. They probably couldn't... Well, yeah, they'd be better off not making it. They probably couldn't afford to do this, yeah. but they'd have been better free-guying it. Yeah. And just having the in-game be the actors again. I mean, that would have been... I would have loved that even more, I think. Well, that would at least maybe make you actually care about them when they died. Yeah, that's true. Rather than these awful plasticine people they being like... copy-paste no. with different coloured outfits as well, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, so, like, it's, it's terrible. Um, we'll get to that in a bit, though. So, they, they, at this point, we're not seeing any of the main characters in the game. It's just a trailer. And there's this guy going, Wow, I can't believe it's amazing! And this voiceover basically going, Buy the game, and see the world uh, and all that general jazz just to give you a, a brief snippet this is what it says on the box oh here we go electronic gladiators result de geschichte von william fitz ceo and gründer de circumsoft no circumsoft circumsoft circumcision Sir, soft. i'm gonna say what <laughs> <laughs> felt like they were cutting away a bit of your dick as you watched it let's be honest I shouldn't have said that while you were drinking. I'm usually the one who makes this show dirty. <laughs> Seinefirma Dominiert sit Jaren die Weltweite Computer Industry und das hat sein Leben langweilig werden lassen. That's as far as I'm going to go with that. Um, but yeah, for, for you German speakers, I'm sure that was like a native. <laughs> yeah, so William is the CEO of the company. He's in a boardroom meeting where they're playing this trailer. And uh, basically, there's this this rad dude. Uh, the French like, guys, this is going to be amazing. We're going to smash this, and it's all thanks to William, the CEO who made this all happen. We're kicking it. We're going to be amazing. And William just does not look bothered. Um, now, here's the thing: he's not meant to look bothered, so that that may classify as acting, except for the fact that he never looks bothered throughout the whole no, film. That's his default face. So I think maybe when they cast him, they were like, "Right, we want you to look like you're not bothered in this scene," and he just did his normal face and they're like wow this guy's got like real deep talent we've got to hire him based on that and they're like, right now be excited and it was the same face <laughs> uh so yeah he's uh tired of everything and at this point he wants out basically he want he, he kind of wants to leave the company not because he has any hate for it or anything like that but just because he's bored he he feels like he's maxed out what his potential that he can do there the rad gnarly dude who is trying to sell the game in the boardroom meeting correct me if i'm wrong because i might be i i may have started adding things in in my mind to make the film more interesting yep but did this motherfucker have frosted tips he did he had he did yes he did he looked like i'm gonna say i remember watching it going he doesn't look like he works in an office he looks like he's a reject from nsync were you listening in the meeting Have you seen our sales figures? We are dominating. It's 89 all over again, my friend. We are crushing everyone. Yeah, well, but he's he's like new wave. Ba 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 ba. He's he was new wave. Bear in mind, this is before Facebook, so he was like proper. He was like, yeah, no, get it. He was new wave for like two thousand and eight, and then two years later, it ended up that new wave business was wearing hoodies, Mm, looking like the uh, what do you call it? 
Oh god, I can't remember his name, and that the joke's not going to work now. What the Facebook guy? No, the the. Fa- <laughs> I'm not going to say. It. I'll get us cancelled. Oh, is it on. a bad one? Okay, let's just chill. <laughs> Now, at this point, you very quickly get to learn that he speaks like a robot, no matter what lines this this guy is given. Um, oh, what's the actor's name? He has... Uh, Bob Rue. Ro- uh, Bob Rue. Bob Rue. Bob Rue. It sounds like... It sounds- <laughs> it sounds like a baby trying to say Bob Rue. It's Bob Rue. <laughs> Anyway... Barbara has, uh, like, while he's walking along, we, this is where we see that the camera and, and editing is bland. Like, here's another problem with the editing. Almost between every single scene, even in, when it's not going between scenes, when it's cutting from one bit shot to another, they will over-employ over and over and over and over again. Fade out to black. Fade in from black. And it, it's not only is it overused, but it's used all over the place. There's points where it's just... There's a point later on in the film where someone... They're playing the game, and one of the characters just goes, come on, rookie, let's get into that base. We've got to get to the next step. And the next shot is them walking into the base inside the game. But between those two shots, there's a fade out and a fade in. You're like, time hasn't passed. What are you doing? Stop using that. Don't do that. <laughs> if you're making a film... Do not believe that fade out and in equals professional. It really doesn't. Um, so William is in his office and he gets a dodgy call at work. And there's like this uh, robotic voice, like someone's put it through one of those vocoder things. And he's just like, Do you like to play games, William Phelps? Who is this? Do you like to play games? Do you like to play games? Is <laughs> who is this? This is Barbara. Oh, Barbara. Nice to meet you, Barbara. Do I play? Come on, flame on. But it's <laughs> so basically, he gets a dodgy call, and it was a very blatant saw reference. And then the guy just hangs up. He doesn't actually threaten him or anything. He just you know asks if he wants to play a game and hangs up. He goes home that night, and his wife Melissa. I got the name from this scene. Mm. Um. His wife is like, oh, darling, how are you doing? Is it, are you feeling any better? They've had a, there has been a dinner scene that did nothing at the beginning of this where he mentioned he was burnt out and didn't care. She then comes home to him later that night and she's like, oh, did your rest of your day go better? No, it's just the same. Oh, same old thing. Every day's the same yeah. shit. <laughs> same shit, different day. Absolutely. He's living his own personal Groundhog Day. Um, and so they go to sleep. It looks like it might turn into a bit of a sexy scene. And then very quickly, she's just like, oh, hey, baby. Oh, you're tired. Time for bed. <laughs> yeah. like, okay. What was the point in the... Like, don't... Was, it, was this the scene where it started playing the weird cheesy porno music? No, well? that was between the two... That was between the uh, Fragmaster and the cop. Are you Fragmaster? Yes, sir. I'm Greg on six. I was on the original recon team back when everyone was playing. Alpha Red. Alpha Red, yeah. Crygon 6. <laughs> you were good, man. You were really good. Nice to finally meet the face. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I never understood that choice. Um, but yeah, so in the morning he wakes up and his wife's no longer in the bed next to him. Uh, so he phones his... Uh, he's got like a, a secretary who we don't see. We only hear on the phone because that would be potential cast uh and basically the uh secretary just goes oh she did have that meeting in the morning she told you about oh yeah she did tell me that how the secretary knew that i don't know but uh then he goes into the bathroom and he finds a letter like an envelope and it's got 
letters cut out from something. We find out what later, but it's got letters cut out from something. Do you want to play a game? And he opens it up, and it's... We don't even get to see the full letter. No. All we get to see is a little bit at the beginning. Do you want to play a game? And this is another shot. The shot of the letter very clearly shows this was filmed for 16 by 9 and they added the f- f- uh, aspect ratio framing for no reason. Because I think you would have been able to read the whole thing had it been left at 16 by 9 Yeah. And you just couldn't read the whole thing. So it's like, all right, thanks for that. Uh, So he calls in the police. There's a female police officer who comes in with Kirk Douglas's bum chin. (laughs) What? (laughs) I was going to say, she's the least believable police officer I've ever seen in a film. She is, um, but I think they hired her because of the strong bum chin. I did not notice. She's got a massive bum chin. I didn't notice Mate, watch it again. Eh? No. There's a reason to watch it again, Jamie. Never. Come on, Jamie. You know. Never. Come on, Jamie. Come on, it's the best film we've ever watched. You know, you know how they say you should never say never? I thought you were going to say, you know, they say you should never meet your heroes. No, you know how they say you should never say never? I'm saying never. Never, ever, ever, no ever. No man, ever. no man, no man. I told you, yeah, once, I told you once we record, I'm snapping that disc. No. You ain't forcing me to watch this again. <laughs> We'll have a ceremonial burning of the You know the what? I'll, I'll, I'll add bits from it into Candy Heart. <laughs> Just some of the best bits, some of the great acting. So the police officer um, decides that she's going to have to help him solve the case. Uh, and as the police are looking around his massive million-dollar mansion, they come across a door that's, un- that, that's locked. They can't get in. And they're like, hey, what's behind this door? And he's just like... Oh, that's just my office. None of the doors in this house should be locked. Yeah, I haven't gone in there in like four years or something. Like, what's the point of having a personal office you don't use? You know your house is big when you've got whole rooms you've never fucking been in. Yeah, like for four years? I've evaded my room for four years. Um, So yeah, he's just like, I haven't been in there for four years. But none of the doors are locked. It should be unlocked. Give me the keys. So they hand him the keys. It's very clearly like a a physical key lock. Yeah. But the keys they give him are all like swipe keys. keys, Yeah. yeah. Which I think maybe to be fair, none of them work. No, and I think maybe the the point of that is meant to be. Look, this room's been it's been unopened for so long. He hasn't upgraded the lock. It's still a yeah a key, an old fashioned key. Could you imagine, Jeffrey? Yeah, the only other option is that the 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 psycho who who sets up the scenario has changed the door to have a normal lock mechanism. The only thing with that is he doesn't recognise that as a problem from the outside. So I don't think that is the case. He put something in there for us. Wants us to find the key. It's a puzzle game finding the key um so i think yeah it's just but to be fair he also doesn't freak out when they finally get in the room and the room has been completely rearranged he does when he, last he mentions it. it what's going on here this isn't how you remember your office looking no you don't freak out though but that's a, i he mean how goes, much of a freak out do you want from bob Rue? he just goes oh Bubaroo, this isn't how I Bubaroo freaks out. <laughs> I don't know what accent I'm doing now. I've just gone all over the world. Uh, Bob Roo, Multicultural. Yeah. Bob Roo doesn't freak out when he sees rooms have changed. Bob Roo knows. <laughs> Bob, Roo Bob Roo is, is calm at all times. Bob Roo is God. He, he sees all. So there is a cop here who looks exactly like Freddie Mercury. His name if is, he gained a few pounds. If he gained a few pounds and was a an American... Freddie Mercury was British, wasn't he? Yeah, I do believe so. Nice. Uh, I think he was 
I, I think he may have been mixed heritage. He oh, yes, he was. Greek, maybe, or yes. something? I don't know. I'm not going to lie. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not as familiar with Queen as I should be for a fan of classic rock music. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Queen were just a band that never super appealed to me. That's fair enough. Uh, Everyone has their, uh, has their preferences. Don't Stop Me Now is a good song, though. Yes, I, li- I yes. like the use of it in Shaun of the Dead. Yes. By the way, one of the other things is a lot of the actors they hire in this seem to be knockoffs of other actors. And in this case, it's an, well, Freddie Mercury is not an actor, but you get my, 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 yeah, my gist. We had knockoff Freddie Mercury, we have knockoff Dean Kane. Yes. Which, bear in mind, Dean Kane is already a low budget actor as it is. I've got a film with him. Uh, is that before or after he went into a, being a crazy right winger? Uh, to be fair, I don't think he became a crazy right winger. I think he just was. Um, but, Always was. Yeah. I mean, it's a 1998 remake of Rollerball made for TV called Future Sport. So this is back when he was, that's around the time he would have been playing Superman. Yeah, or just after. Yeah. And it stars him and uh, Wesley Snipes. So there's original Rollerball from the 70s. Yep. Then there's a TV remake in the 90s. 1998, yeah. And then there's, a tro- there's the atrocious remake with the guy from American Pie yeah, in, in the 2000s. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the, the, here's the thing. Um, Rollerball 2002 is genuinely a better film than Future Sport. Jesus. Give you an idea of how bad Future Sport is. And it's not the budget. It's not just the budget. Have the you bu- got Future Sport? I've got all three on... Well, no, I've got all three on Blu-ray. <laughs> I imported Future Sport from German Blu-ray again. You've got to stop importing things, dude. <laughs> I'm, starting to, I'm starting to wonder if maybe it says something about me. Because, you, you know, if a film I want gets a release that's only, that's only in, like, a foreign language, yep. I just don't buy it. It's not a foreign language, though, because it's got the English... Ver- yeah, English yeah, but dub. on the case... I need right. my cases to be in English as well. What if I want to read the case? Well, you can read that. Look, this case says Video Game Earth the only The only DVD I ever imported from a foreign country <laughs> is back in the mid to late noughties. Uh, I imported a box set of Veronica Mars from Australia because they didn't release it in PAL region. So how could you read it? Uh, my laptop plays... It's Australian, you fool. <laughs> and it's in English. <laughs> Oh, I thought you meant read the actual. Oh, disc. that's what I thought. Yeah, you meant. no, my laptop, my laptop and my Xbox both play region free. Oh, how, oh. I don't know why or how, but they do. Uh, no, mm, you'll find that quite a lot of regionalized discs are actually region free. They're not locked, right? Because um, most of most American Blu-rays I've got will work fine on British players, but there will be some where they just go no. Yeah. <laughs> they just this is only for the It's US. really annoying, right? So I, I, I have a policy against lending my DVDs to people because I've had yes. too many experiences where I don't get them back. Mm. So my friend Kirk, shout out to Kirk Redgate, um, kept bugging me for ages to borrow a couple of my DVDs. Sure. He wanted to borrow the TV miniseries version of The Shining and the version that Stephen King actually likes. Yep. And the first season of Veronica Mars because he wanted to see what that was like because it's one of my favourite TV shows. And um, I kept going, no, no, I don't lend DVDs, don't lend DVDs, I never get them back, blah, blah, blah. Finally caved and lent them to him, right? And then the the fucking pandemic (laughs) hit, and I haven't seen him in two and a half years. I want my fucking DVDs back. <laughs> so it's not Are really. You sh- Kirk. I want them back. You started this off with I've got a shout out for Kirk Redgate. And really, it's a call out rather than a. <laughs> I've got beef. I've got beef. Damn it. Um, no, I mean, I, I, I kind of see your point, but I always double check that there's an English version, like there's English language on the disc. Yeah. Um, to make sure, like, for example, I've got um, the German release of Brother, which is a Beat Takeshi Kitano film. Hey, 
I'm a Michael Jordan. What? I'm a Michael Jordan. Nah, you more like Michael Gordon. Not Michael Jordan. Don't get it twisted. You more Michael Gordon. 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 Yeah, that's you. I'm a no, Michael Jordan. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Y'all got Michael Jordan? Not our Michael Jordan. No, I'm a Michael Jordan. And that's a brilliant film. I didn't check that one. And there is no way through the menu to get English subtitles. And it's half Japanese, half English. Because right. it's uh, where the Yakuza go to America. However, it does have English subtitles. You just can't access them through the menu. You have to press the subtitle button mm. and cycle through to the English subs. Right. Um, so that was a ball ache. But other than that, every single one I've got has English language. Um, so I've got Einsam Sin Ditapferen, which is a German release of Lonelier the Brave with Kirk Douglas. Right. Um, and, I mean, I love Lonelier the Brave. I think it's a great film. But isn't that available in English? It wasn't at the time. I think it is now. Right. Um, but I've had that for about 10 years. So, um, But, yeah, and, and uh, Fortress hasn't been released on Blu-ray in the West yet. Uh, well, outside of Germany, oh, sorry. Oh, I know it's on DVD because my dad has it. Oh, no, no, it's on DVD. Uh, I told you that one of my earliest... But that's DVD, Jamie, one of my and I'm er- a spud. <laughs> one of my earliest traumatising film memories is The Fortress. Oh, really? I, I've never seen the whole film. What I, point to... Right, was- so I was... My dad got Fortress. This was ages ago. It was back when... <laughs> It was one of the first films my dad got on DVD. I remember DVDs, I think, were just becoming a thing. Right. Because I mem- put it this way, I remember that the Tesco we bought it from still had mostly VHS tapes and only like a small DVD section. Right. Uh, and he got a few DVDs, uh, one of which was The Fortress. And I would have been about 11 years old and uh, I'd gone to bed and I couldn't sleep and I wanted to drink a water. So I came downstairs for a drink of water and my dad let me sit and watch the film with him for a bit. And he picked uh, Fortress. Yeah, my dad was watching Fortress. <laughs> and I saw up to the first time one of the intestinators goes off yep. and kills that guy yeah, when he blows steps across his the line. Sound, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. And I was 11 and I'd never seen an, I'd only ever seen Disney films at this point. Uh, I'd never seen practical effects, anything like that. <laughs> and I was just like, oh shit. Uh, she got I, real. And I was like, well, I'm going to head out. <laughs> you'd like, I think you'd like it now, as, as as you've been through so many horrors mm. and stuff. It's actually quite a good film. It's a, yeah. a, I, 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 I'd recommend. I remember. Film, my I da- would recommend this film. I, remember, I recommend that one. I remember my dad telling me. Um, I think they get the intestinators out in the end, don't they, by using magnets to pull them back up their guts yes. or something. Yeah, they have to. Yeah. Yeah, it's, um, it's quite. It's, there's several parts to that film that are very brutal. But again, yeah. you've been watching since then. You've watched shed loads of horror films. Oh, yeah, it's your it favourite genre. Bo- yeah. It wouldn't bother you anymore. It wouldn't bother me now. Um, but well, you, I was you'll be able years to... old and was like, yeah. oh shit. But now you can watch it in HD. Let's get back to video game yeah. Earth Force. They open. They managed to find the key to open this door into his office, and someone has converted his office from like a what I imagine was supposed to be like a, an old traditional style office into just a, like a, a game. Room. Yeah, a black padded game room with like surround sound, one big TV at one end, and an original OG Xbox underneath it, and one copy of the game Liberation Earth Force, I think it was called. Um, so, and basically, the idea is that the there's speakers in there that the psycho talks through. Here's what you are going to do in one hour's time. I'm going to initiate a custom world for you and your team to traverse. Your team must protect you. You must not die. 
You must reach the end of the mission within eight hours. I, I don't know how to play. Then I suggest that you hire the best team you can find. Remember, your wife's life is depending on it. William, William, William. I love you. I love you. Melissa? I love you. Melissa? You have one hour. Winning condition is that he survive. Yeah, so they all, they all, each player only gets one life. Yep. There's no respawns. Nope. Friendly fire is on. Yep. And... The others can die, but if the rookie dies, it's game over for everyone. Yeah, which, I mean, I'm going to question that. We'll question that when we do the ending, because I don't know how that would have played out had that been the case, but we'll get to that. So his whole point is that he has to, you know, complete this game. There's a custom mission that's been set up, and the psycho basically goes, I think the cops should leave while you do this. So the cops leave and lock the door behind them so william's locked in this game room no toilet in there by the way no one seems to question that he's got an hour to actually accumulate a crew of the best players he can find and then it's an eight hour match so he's going to be locked in there for nine hours he might need a shit at some point but they just lock him in there it'll be like the scene in um you've never seen uh you've never seen dead set have you no, uh, I've got. We should watch it sometime. Sure, uh, it's a mini series. Um, basically, zombie apocalypse happens while people are playing Big Brother. Right, gotcha. Uh, and there's a scene with the the director of the program, yeah. who's a proper asshole, played by Andy Nyman. And um, him and him and one of the contestants end up barricading themselves in a room like you always do in a zombie film. Of course you do. And it's all the zombies outside and they can't go. But then they do the thing that zombie films always skip is once they've been in there for a few hours, he suddenly needs to take a shit. <laughs> and he's like, and he's trapped in there with this Scottish girl. <laughs> and she's going, oh, no, what are you doing? <laughs> and he's like, I've got to take a shit. Don't look at me. Don't look at me. And he pulls his back. Stuff. He should be and shouting he, that while crying as she looks. Well, look he basically is, and he gets a, um, uh, you know, like a waste paper bin, <laughs> and he's sitting on it, and she's just going, "Yeah, disgusting," and he's going, "Stop looking at me, you fucking Scottish bitch." <laughs> Racist. <laughs> oh, he's a horrible character. Oh, he's okay. the guy, you know, the guy you get in every zombie film who will sell everyone else out so that he survives. Sure, he's that character. He is Ellis. 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 Who's Ellis? Ellis is the sellout guy from Die Hard, the first Die Hard film. There's a sellout in Die Hard? Yes. I thought it was just John McClane versus terrorists. It was. But, like, so you remember the first Die Hard? He locks John McClane's uh, wife and all of her, uh, like, colleagues in the top of the Nakatomi Plaza. Hans he? Gruber does. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he, so he, basically, he's using them as leverage to, while he robs the safe downstairs. But while he's doing that, there's a guy called Ellis mm. who is in her group of friends. He, right. He's not, like, with John McClane, he's with the hostages. And he's the one who sells out John McClane's name to Hans Gruber. Right. It's like Hans Booby. And uh, I do not remember that. Oh, you'll have to watch it again. Because You're... Die Hard. Die Hard is great. Is not a good film. What? No. Die Hard is a great film. It's That's very, why it's not a good it's film. It's very boring. No, it's not. I was so bored watching it. You were bored watching Die Hard? Yeah. Jesus Christ, man. Bruce Willis is not a good actor. He can uh, be. And to be fair, to be fair, to be fair, Boobala. Um 
Now you're becoming I, Ellis. I'm not. No uh, wonder you hated the film. You saw yourself in Ellis and you're like, Screw I, this, I'm man. not an action film fan. Oh, that's uh, fair enough. I find a lot of action films boring. Uh, and also, everyone I know who thinks that... Actually, I'm curious. What age were you when you first saw Die Hard? Because I actually have a theory here. Probably about 13, 14. Most people I know who think Die Hard's a great film saw it when they were like 13, 14, 15. I was like 26 when I first saw it. So I'd seen right. tons of other action films since then. I'd still put Die Hard above a lot of other action films, and it's not because yeah. I saw it at a young age. Yeah, I just It's because don't of pacing it. and storytelling. Yeah, I just don't rate it. And because of Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman's good. Alan Rickman's Alan, always good. Alan Rickman but is Alan Rickman. I just, like, the ten, the t- I use, if I'm going to watch an action film, I need to have another genre element in it. So, for example, I love Terminator. The Terminator films are action films, but they're also sci-fi films. Um, Alien, you know, that's more aliens, should I say. I don't know, I just don't get on with straight action films for some reason. What about The Expendables? Yeah, not a fan. Okay. No, that's fair enough. I mean, that might, I, at least I can understand where you're coming from. If you're yeah. not a big fan of action, you wouldn't be a big fan of I, Die Hard. So Freddie Mercury and Captain Bumchin lock William in his uh, office, which is the converted office, uh, and they go about trying to assemble the top team. They find all the best player names from Liberation Earth Force, which I don't fully get because Liberation Earth Force at the beginning seemed to be uh, a game that was coming soon, and yet everyone owns it. I, I interpret it as it's the latest sequel or latest expansion pack is right. coming, okay. and the game itself already exists. Right, but yeah, they didn't, I didn't see a 2 for Liberation Earth Force 2. That's the... No, but the, when he did the trailer at the beginning, it had a subtitle. Right, it was maybe. Liberation Earth Force so something. It's a DLC sort of thing, maybe. Yeah, an expansion pack right. or something. Okay, fair enough. So um, we meet Fragmaster. Fragmaster? Fragmaster. Um, so this dude is, again, probably the best actor in it, and that's not exactly Same putting him much. on the Oscars. Um, but he's uh, in his home. Now, you, you, we both sort of spotted this immediately. When it shows him in his home, he is off-center to the camera. What makes it even weirder is not only is he off-center, and not only are the aspect ratio borders sort of cutting off the top of his head and the bottom of his legs, but next to his sofa, he has a side table with a photo. And the photo is in landscape. It's a photo of the actor, which is clearly... Yeah, of himself. Clearly a publicity still. But he is off-center by a lot. Just standing on a wall background. Yeah, just standing on a wall background. There's a lot of space to his left... Where you'd expect there to be someone else, but it's empty. There's no one else in the picture with him. So he's just sort of justified to the left of this image frame. It's like, so you couldn't even get him in dead center in the photo in the picture, let alone with cinematography. Ridiculous. Um, We then also meet uh, North 37, who gets yelled at by his mum. Are you deaf? I said telephone. Huh? Mom? Huh? Mom? Damn kid. I'm gonna yank you out of this cave yet. Who is it? It's your mother! No, who's on the phone? Who did I say this was budget? Fat Norman Reedus. Yes, this is Fat Norman Reedus.
and he has a rear projection TV. I haven't seen one of those in 20-odd years. What's a rear projection TV? So between CRT and then you, it went to plasma and LCD, LCD, there was rear projection where basically the screen would be created... Uh, horizontally on the floor and then projected up into a screen right. so your actual it, it was kind of like mixing cinema with tv technology okay um, but instead of projecting from behind you like you would with a standard projector the projection is within the tv frame itself okay. the benefit was you had like the high color range of something like a crt but you didn't have, um, it, and it wasn't as big as a CRT, so it was slimmer, but it wasn't as slim as a, a LCD plasma or an LCD. Yeah. Do you remember when flat screens became a thing? Well, yeah, here's the thing. Uh, LCDs outlasted plasma, but LCDs are an older technology. Yeah. LCDs are a 1980s technology, yeah. and plasma is a 1990s technology, but plasma burned the screen a lot more than LCD, so it just didn't stick around. It was also a lot more expensive on heat. Um, and LED is just LCD, but with different lighting. Yeah. <laughs> That's all the only difference you've got. OLED is something new. OLED is great. I think OLED's what I've got. No. It said OLED on the box. Really? I'm sure it OLED, is. you'd be paying over a grand for an OLED. Well, I didn't pay for it, did I, so... Mm, I'll be surprised. I'm not, I'm not about my computer TV. I'm about the TV in my living room. No, I know. That my landlord provided. An LG OLED? I'm sure I, I, I mean, don't they'd have the be box pa- They'd be paying over two grand if it's an LG OLED. That's I'm insane. Sure it's but... OLED on All the right, box. well, fair play. But I could have been wrong. Not a QLED. I don't. You I'm going to be honest. I don't know because I don't care. No, that's fair T- play. He could have put a CRT there, and I wouldn't care. No, no, that's TV's true. I mean, TVs you were plugging them all in via flipping composite for most part. Anyway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was playing VHS tapes did on those you, bad boys. Well, here's the thing. Right, well, I've actually got a VHS player down there. But did you know there's a there was a VHS format that was full HD? Right. There's uh, what's it called? Not Betamax. Is it? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever seen that? I told you it was better. Did you ever see that old, uh, you know, Ariva, the uh, insurance commercial? Right. The insurance company. No. Uh, I, they, I, know the, used, I know the company. Yeah. They did a series of adverts in the mid 2000s. I think it's Aviva. Aviva are the buses. Oh, Aviva. Aviva, yeah. <laughs> Aviva do the buses. They did. Um, it used to be called Norwich Union. Norwich. They changed it to. Norwich. Because uh, I remember their advert, when they changed from Norwich Union to Aviva, yeah. they did a series of adverts with celebrities who would all change names. It had Bruce Willis in it. Oh, right. And it was all talking about how no one would know them if it was their real name. Sure. So it was like Bruce Willis going, uh, he was like dressed up as John McClane. He was like, nobody would believe Walter, whatever his real name is, doing mm. this. Um, one of them was Alice Cooper, and he was like, could you imagine Vincent Fernier killing a chicken on stage? <laughs> uh, but anyway, they did another series of adverts with Alice Cooper right. uh, in the mid to late 2000s. Yes, I recall him being on adverts. Yeah, and it was where he was um, He's teaching This you is the... where rock and roll went commercial. Yeah, he's te- teaching you the proper way to throw TVs out of hotel windows. <laughs> and there's this bit where they're all about like how you got to lift with your legs and stuff, but the line I always remember from it is um, there's a bit where they cut to Alice Cooper, and obviously by the mid he's already in his 60s at this point. He goes, it's been a long time since I threw a TV out a window. The last TV I threw out of a window had a Betamax attached to it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. So we then meet Master Chief.
Slayer. Mm-hmm. Master Chief, as I say, he is in this film. In a scene that should have been caught, because it is so tonally misplaced. It's an important scene to learn about Master Chief. No. I don't know what he does. He's... His biggest character trait is he's got a hot-as-fuck wife. That is it. That is literally the character trait. No, of this he, he character. also doesn't trust Fragmaster at the also beginning. He sweats a lot. Have you noticed? He sweats, he a sweats lot. throughout the whole film. I'm not sure if that's the actor or if the, like, someone just thought it would look better, epic, but he's the only one who's sweating that much, yeah. Um. <laughs> to be fair, I'll give him this. This must have. It's kind of a smart move to keep your budget down that none of the actors actually meet in this film for the most part. No. The main characters are all in their own separate locations. So you could have filmed this over the course of. Years. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you could yeah. Um so Master Chief is a middle aged man in a suit in an office and he for some reason they're in this they're in this meeting room listening to uh it's like uh someone's doing a call through like one of those um do you remember conference call conference desk, call desk uh, desk unit yeah yes. like we they still use them sometimes in NHS right <laughs> haven't caught up with mobile phones I mean, we we literally just got rid of fax machines this year oh, so geez. yeah listening to this conference call thing and it's the most boring voice in the universe Univoice 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 why buy dinosaurs why buy dinosaurs and uh it's it's basically it's going through legal jargon. It sounds like it's like I, I think the, the whole I think the gimmick of this scene is that voice is designed to be as boring and monotonous as possible. Now he needs to ask to leave because he gets this message. You know, big games on. <laughs> so he's got this message come through. and He's got a big game on now. Everyone's quiet. There's no one talking other than the guy on the conference call. He could just go. Sorry, I just need to nip out. And they the guy would just go. Yeah, all right then, because he doesn't challenge him on it. Yeah. Instead. But instead, he ro- he rips up a piece of paper, throws it at the guy's head, it bounces off his bald head, and he goes, and the guy just goes, don't do that. And then looks back at his piece of paper. So he doesn't achieve anything. And then he has to write it down on the rest, going, I need to be excused. And the guy just nods and lets him out. And then yeah. then he steals the water. Three bottles of that. Three bottles of, and he looks like he's being really shifty, like, yeah, I got away with this crime. And like, it's three bottles of free Aquafresh water, or whatever it's called. It's just balls. Um, William then realises the game manual, because uh, basically he's like, I've never played a video game before. I don't know how this works. So, a man whose company makes video games has never played a video game before. I mean, before. I, I find that believable enough, to be honest. Oh, no. You'd at least play one. No, no. In not if you're a six billionaire. Age, um, in this day and age, you would, I, I fail to believe, not counting like super poor countries where they don't have electricity, I doubt there is a single person on this planet in this day and age who hasn't played at least one video game, even if it was Pac-Man for five minutes. I reckon I could find you one. Or on their phone, including mobile phone games. No, no, sure. Snake. Everyone on the planet has played Snake. Yeah, maybe. Okay, all right. Well, mm, I reckon you could still find a few Amish people. Um, I said said not counting places without electricity. Yeah, but they go to places with electricity. Been spending most our lives <laughs> living in an Amish paradise. So, but once or twice, <laughs> he got in trouble for that, didn't he? Did he? No, it wasn't that one. It was a different. No, it was. It was that one. Because it, it was Amish a, get it, offended. No, no, it was. Um, was it Coolio who wrote oh, yeah. Gangsters Paradise? Yeah, he apparently didn't give permission. His, his but his label gave permission. So he went. I thought I had permission from coolio because i got permission legally so he wasn't under any legal problem with it but he pissed off coolio and he didn't mean to he's like i wouldn't have done it if i'd known he didn't want me to that's because weird al's a nice guy and coolio by all accounts is a jerk oh 
Well, he's living in the gangster's paradise. What do you expect? Everything I've heard about Coolio, he's a complete prick. So he's not very cool. He was, he was on <laughs> he was on Celebrity Big Brother a few years back. Well, you know your career's writer. gone up and up when. I mean, he, let's be honest, Coolio's a one-hit wonder. He's yeah. got one song. And he doesn't even sing the good part of that song. No, that's another guy, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Money in the money, power the power. He just does the rapping bit, which no one actually cares about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's like Marky Mark. His best song, the chorus is sung by a woman. Yeah. He, he, he doesn't do the best bit. That's Martha Wash. It's got nothing to do with Marky Mark. So William decides to look at the game manual to see if he can learn the controls, and he can't because in the game manual, it turns out, that's where the guy cut out, or the, the psycho, cut out the letters, letters for, the for, the, for the ransom notes. And the police do not do anything with this information. They're just yeah. like, oh, how interesting. Yeah, fascinating. Another cop comes out uh, dressed in very obviously eBay wear for cops, and... Basically cuts Frank Master's power. Negative on contact. Cut the power. Oh, man, what the... No, I pay my electric bill. Really? You, yeah. can, you can't just call up on a, on a whim. This, and, and given the end, given the twist that's going to happen at the end of this film, makes that no makes sense. even less sense. Yes, makes less, less sense. Um, but yeah, while he's talking to Fragmaster, nothing of importance happens here. Basically, he just invites Fragmaster to the tournament, and there's a load of unnecessary fluff about he's how... He's like, the, I used to play back in the day. Yeah, and he's like, oh, I recognise you, man. I remember the bird. And while they're talking about that shit, there is this music which sounds like it should be low-rent sex music. Are you Fragmaster? Yes, sir. I'm Greg on six. The only other possibility is it's a very white composer trying to make like a cool hippity hop soundtrack for when these two <laughs> black people <laughs> when these two black people talk and failing miserably. Wait, was That's... the cop black? Yes. Was he? Yes. Oh. Yes, he was. I'm already... I mean, we literally finished this film half an hour ago and my memory of it is fading rapidly. Oh, do you want to take it home and watch it again? Fuck no. I'll, I want I'll send it you to, a copy. I want it to burn in hell. <laughs> oh, dear. So, when the power comes back, the sound on Fragmaster's TV starts up from the place it left off, and I'm like, oh, so the console didn't boot down then. Hey! When my power gonna be back off? Never mind. Thank you. Bullshit. Anyway, we'll jump through this a little bit more quickly. Papa Pooh is another character that's introduced. This is low-budget Dean Cain, That's low-budget Dean Cain. He's a father to two boys. That comes back in a little bit later. And then we also meet Athena, who is a college girl uh, who has to get back to her dorm room in time. And she has this dorky, flipping, jockish sort of dude following her around, going, Dude, you got to play the game. Hey! Game over! Hey, that hurt. Uh, and he does literally nothing of value throughout the whole film. He, they could have yeah. cut him and the film would have been better for it. We now get to the point where they're going to start to play. William, as he enters the game, it has this voice come out going, Please state your name. Please state your name. To state your name, speak into the Voicecom headset. William Fence. Have you played before, William Fence? And he goes... He gives a name like, was it Bob Roo? I can't remember. Sort of, William Fence, is it? William, Yeah, William Fence, also known as Bob Roo. 
And uh, I wish they called him Bovril throughout the film. <laughs> that would have been so much a Bovril. Uh, but yeah, so it's like, you would be known as Rookie because all new players are called Rookie. And it's like, so you don't choose your name from the start? Uh, that's, that's a rank. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. But anyway, the in-game graphics are awful again. And we spend about five solid minutes, maybe ten, with Fragmaster teaching Bob Rue the controls of this game. Mm. And you're like, do we need to watch this bit? Like, do we need to see him go right? Remember, you've got to press up and down on the left thumbstick to move and up and down on the right. Whoa, you're looking up and down. Yeah, and like, we me. don't need to learn this bit for us. We're watching a film, not watching a, a let's play or a how well, the, to play. The bit that got me is there's a bit where um, all the controls up to that point are actual ways that you can control a video game. Yes. But then they say that the B button is like pressure sensitive yes which it's not not on an xbox there's a voice range to the game we're too far away oh but if you hold down the talk button really hard it's like screaming they would hear you even from here also if you want to talk to only one person just look straight at them and gently tap the talk button it'll give you a few seconds of whispering buttons are just yes no they're just one or zero you've got no flexibility in that if it was a trigger maybe or one of the sticks you've got some analog pressure there but yeah they they hadn't thought that through but then they hadn't thought much through for this film if we no. find out that master chief and Fragmaster have some beef which is resolved later on basically around um master chief thinks that Fragmaster's not a team player yeah it's like you're not a team player but Fragmaster is literally the only one who teaches rookie how to play so you're like I'm not sure he's as little of a yeah. team player as you might be saying. Uh, there's no evidence of this. And then Athena's character walks in. Now, bear in mind, again, they have all they all look the same. They're basically copy-paste, bar uh, some skin tone. Yeah, which can be skin tone in Fragmaster's case, but in most of them it's just like different coloured um, outfits. They're all army gear. The actual gear is the same. It's just one's in orange, one's in blue. They should have just done it this with the actors in army fatigue. Oh, absolutely. But Athena walks in. She's in blue, but you can tell she's a girl because they've done a slight amount of work on the face so you won't see that very often because she's usually at a distance but they've decided that she's wearing the same outfit but she's got a bare midriff hey athena hey athena hi guys Woo! glad i made it to be fair i'm surprised i'm surprised they didn't go with oh look she has a boob window <laughs> And massive gazongas. I mean, yeah, basically she's got like the flak jacket on, but they're just boobs you can see underneath it. No, Lara Croft th- style. Yeah. Original Lara Croft where they're triangles. Yeah. That being said, the midriff is basically just a basic cylinder shape. Can you imagine if they tried to mould like actual spillage? And oh. <laughs> it would have been horrendous. Um, more horrendous. It's still horrendous. Stand by. It's an alien dropship! Holy shit! You're hockey mushrooms! Holy cow, holy cow, we don't have any weapons! Hold on, man, don't freak out. I'm freaking, man! We've still not actually started them doing the eight-hour journey yet. Um, And I'll get to that in a minute, because I actually noted down the time when they start the journey. 
so they, they get told what their mission is in this thing. They jump on this jump ship, and there's a loading time for them to reach the level they're supposed to get to, which is apparently so long that Papa Pooh can go and look after his kids for a bit. Narf37 orders some pizza and rearranges his room. And like it's just like, how long is this loading time? And B, why does it need to be in a film? Yeah, like just, I remember there were games that had long loading times, okay? It's a real thing, fine. But you're meant to be telling me this is the most advanced game ever, but it can't handle load load times and, and create loading zones. And also, it's a movie. I don't need the reality of loading times. Yeah. Like, unless you're going to play it for a joke, which they don't. <laughs> So a character walks in that's like a female, almost Katana-ish character in the fact that it's clearly a hologram. But the character speaks with the psycho's voice, uh, giving them a lot more information as to what they're doing, uh, that they have to survive, etc. And then the game loads them into uh, a level that they called Sandwich Isles. So it's Sandwich Isles, this is a new level. I haven't seen this before. So clearly Psycho has created it custom. Uh, this alien race is waiting for them when they leave the dropship, welcomes them in, and this is where the film actually kind of begins. And I noted it down, I actually looked, it took 45 minutes of, I believe, an hour and a half long film. I was about to say 45 minutes in. Yeah, so you're halfway through the movie before the movie starts. It's ridiculous. And there's nothing of quality. Like, you could have chopped almost all of the intro. Like, I need a, I need a good solid amount. The cops go, right, I've, I found a good crew for you. Let's go. You could have skipped a lot of problems. Um, because there's nothing else about them. Now, there's one line... He- oh, yeah. So th- they start fighting with some of these alien people. And, it like, again, all the graphics are terrible. The animation is awful. And there's a bit where they try and do bullet time... So, like, this guy turns around and says, there's an enemy, shoots the gun, and whatever you're thinking, by the way, anyone at home who hasn't seen this, which I'm going to imagine is 100% of you, um, anything you're thinking about how these CGI cutscenes go, it's too good compared to what's in the film. Yeah. It, like, no matter what you're thinking, it's better than what's in the film, no matter how low you go. Uh, this guy turns how low around. can you go? Absolutely. Fires his rifle. Only one bullet comes out, of course. The camera goes close to the bullet as it flies out in slow motion. Now, you can clearly tell that nothing's going in slow motion. They've just... Just... The the actual animation on the bullet is slow. That's yeah. all it is. Um, and they've done this with so many other bits. So it's like throwing grenades which bounce and have like five frames of bouncing animation. And then like... Boom, boom. And the f- explosions are all generic, like uh, cu- like they've been pasted in post, and then they just basically delete character that got blown up. Yeah. You don't see bits flying out or anything like that. It is the most basic shit in the universe. They try the Men in Black bit. You know the bit at the end of the first Men in Black where um, Tommy Lee Jones downs the alien spaceship? Have you seen Men in Black? Not since I was a little boy. Okay, but you, you must remember this shot. They, they down an alien spacecraft, and it comes down, and it crashes, and it's coming straight towards them, and they're standing there. No. Tommy Lee Jones is just sort of standing there watching it stoically, uh, and Will Smith is like, like nodding, like, guys, you know. Mm, the, on- the only things I remember from Men in Black is the wiping memories bit, yep. and the fact that the villain is a giant cockroach inside a skin suit. Cool. So, I mean... 
most people will probably remember the scene I'm on about where the, the, the spaceship crashes and they just sort of stand there and watch it and it, it, it just about comes to a halt before it hits them. They try and do that with a guy with a spaceship. Like, I think it's Rookie firing at this spaceship using a pistol, of course, because that'll work. Uh, and Fragmaster comes along, dives and knocks him out the way to save him. Again, whatever you're thinking that CGI cutscene looks like, it doesn't look as good as that. I guarantee it. I guarantee it doesn't look as good as that. There's a moment where William has an emotional moment. He, they, they win this first fight, and it, it starts to well at him, you know, oh, my God, we've got so much left to do to try and save his wife. Um, it's obviously getting to him. So he has the line, William, what's wrong? My wife. It's, it's all so unreal. I'm okay. That's the level of acting That's the level. doing. It's rubbish. And you're like, dude, come on. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, someone has this line. You gotta let us know when you go. It's BRB. BRB? Be right back. It's keyboard shorthand from the olden days. Yeah, olden days. Like, fuck you. From 2008. People were still saying BRB in 2008. I think people, some people still say it now, though. It's not as, not as common. Um... Yeah. Olden days. Like we're still sending fucking smoke signals. Yeah. <laughs> Narf37 has a line that he says, I think in the most perfectly unacted fashion, like badly acted, but it works with the line. It's definitely a worse line. I hate scripted events. You're like, yeah. no, no, you didn't just. You can tell that actor hates scripted events because he can't lose a fucking script. Yeah. <laughs> so what the fuck's going on? Um, Papa Pooh's kid manages to get hold of the TV remote and turns it off uh, and he turns around and says oh guys no I can't believe you did that oh I suppose you just want to play with daddy huh so he leaves the game basically mm. his character stands there and he's obliterated by the enemy they've been chased yeah. into this because he's barracks. been a good dad he's been a good dad how dare he um, but either way he gets murdered and someone goes what happened to Papa Poo oh no 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 no, this is another worse line. This is a Master Chief line. Mm. Master Chief. You know, think Master Chief from Halo when you hear this line. Oh, no, no. What happened to Poo Poo? Oh, there's Poo Poo everywhere. Jamie. Jamie, there's Poo Poo everywhere. That's a genuine line from this award-winning film. Award-winning. Can you just edit in the sound of a gun loading for me? <laughs> And then like a bang and a splat. And then if you could just go, oh my God, he's dead. Hang on, no. In in the guise of the film, oh my God, Jamie's dead. You like that? It's good. It's Make good. sure you edit those gunshots in. Oh no, what happened to Jamie? There's Jamie everywhere. <laughs> There's another line. This is absolutely riddled with shit lines. So it, it's rank for that. Um, <laughs> hey guys, no messing around. Remember. Friendly fire is on. Oh, it's that's such Athena a, saying a it's really a line oh. that's clearly in there, so that later on they can do the friendly fire bit. Yeah, it's blatantly it's in there, in. just like, oh, we better remind the audience that there's friendly fire on. Yep. <laughs> now, a guy appeared it, like with them. He's part of their crew called Mister Lee. That's all they yeah, name him. Where as. the fuck did Mister Lee come He's from? He's not given. Who a- is Mister Lee? He's clearly in a wheelchair. We learn later. Yeah, so we learn that very in a little bit. But basically, Mister Lee is another character a, a voiced by the most bored man in the universe just like I thought I'd be too late I see them I see them but you never see him all of the other players you get like shots of them as you say in their homes playing the game uh, Mm. and having life things happening around them like Papa Pooh's kids and stuff like that 
Mr. Lee has none of that. You never see him. And I'm like, what, you couldn't find a disabled person to play this role? Is that the thing? At first, I thought Mr. Lee might have been the psycho playing mm. with them. I be- thought that because was they be the twist. Ne- yeah, because yeah. they never show him. It'd be like, oh, that's who he is. Nope, that's not the twist. There is a twist. It's shit. There is a twist. And that ain't it. Um, also, when I hear the name Mr. Lee, I think of the game Last Alert which is a turbo graphics game with uh, renownedly some of the worst voice acting in the world. Right. And the main character is like an over the top like stereotype of American hero. You've shown me some fancy action here. The damages on this ship and the weapons aboard will come to a billion dollars. People will hate you, Steve, if you're too stingy. Sorry, I don't like roast pork. You're some weirdo naming your helicopter. So we meet finally, Dr. Garcia. Garcia, nobody can hire my feelings. And uh, he has some terrible lines in that. And there's a guy called Mr. Lee. All the other characters, they might all be the same person, but to be fair, the main guy is the only one who's voice acted to any degree of competency, and it's like over-the-top stereotype. The character of Mr. Lee is clearly meant to be Chinese in Last Alert. And he goes, but like with the worst attempt at an accent. So. I guess those three were no match for you. Let me be your opponent now. Mr. Lee, this tower is beginning to look like your tombstone. Mr. Lee, this place is starting to look like your tombstone. I'm like, that's amazing. That's I, really I love the energy. I Mr. Love- Lee... I love some of the early days of video game voice acting and how hard it was. So incredible. Do you want to try it? Mr. Lee, this place is starting to look like your tombstone. Do you want to give it a try, Jamie? I've never heard it, but so how is it really over the top American? Yeah, yeah. Mr. Lee. Mr. Lee. No. No, It's got to be like like a Bruce Campbell voice. Like a Mr. Lee, this is beginning to look like your tombstone. Yes. Sort of thing. Yes, that sort of thing. Or or you could go really Clint Eastwood with it and be like, Mr. Lee. I do believe this is beginning <laughs> to look a lot like your tombstone. I like, uh, there's a character from a game called Martian Earth Gothic, which was a PlayStation 1 uh, Resident Evil ripoff. I've got it and I haven't played it yet. There's a character in it called Khan. He's the only one with genuinely good voice acting Khan. and stupid, yeah, but really shit lines, but he does them so well. Uh, <laughs> I love him. Khan reporting, I'm being attacked by an extrude. Situation normal. All fucked up. But he's got a uh, he's got a line in there which literally means nothing. Mm. It's it's cyclical. For the sort of people who like that sort of thing, that's the sort of thing they like. <laughs> <laughs> it's incredible. It's so cyclical. It's incredible. I love I love bad voice acting. And to what? be fair, this film gives me that in spades. What's the game that had the really fa- the really famous mistranslation where it turned into a meme? Where it's I think it's Dark Seed. Where it says, all your base are belong to us. Oh, that's Zero Wing. Zero Wing. Zero Wing. All your base all your are base. belong to us. Uh, so, we continue on with Mr. Lee. Uh, oh, yeah, he, so this is where Mr. Lee um, has, a, has an emotional moment with uh, Rookie, and we find out that he's probably disabled because he says... Why do you play, Mr. Lee? Because I'm equal here. I can run and jump and play just... Like everyone else. Do you know how good that feels? To be equal? Maybe he's not disabled. Maybe he's just an obese fuck who can't get out of his chair. But if that was the thing, we've already got NARF 37 with that. I actually think this was... You can get out of his chair. 
No, maybe but these that, guys, yeah. maybe this is one of those Sour guys. So, you know these people you read about? <laughs> 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 and I'd, I'd like to be clear here that I'm a fat fuck myself, so respect. But um, that's the official term. Did you ever read the story about um, there was this woman who was super obese and she found her old Nokia fifty three ten, right? Um, that she lost fifteen years ago, and she found it. It's been in one of her fat folds for fifteen years. Oh no, no, <laughs> sorry, no! That is no. Oh. Oh. So, Narf37's face when his doorbell rings. This happens at just before the one hour and five minute mark. Fucking I'm man. reminding myself of this. I'm going to make a gif out of this. And I'm going to put it on our Discord. This needs to be a gif. When, basically, uh, Narf37's doorbell rings and it's pizza for him. But it's the minute where he's playing the game, looking at the game, and then his doorbell rings. He has this incredible face where it just goes <gasps> and I, I, there's no way I can explain it via audio yeah. just believe me it's going to be amazing please join the discord and have a look at this fucking face <laughs> Mrs. Master Chief comes home I told you it was Master Chief and his wife uh, so his wife comes home and she hears DTF. him oh yeah she, she hears him playing in the next room so uh, she goes into the bedroom to get changed. While she's getting changed, Narf37 has eaten all of his pizza, he's had a monster dump, and he comes back on, he goes, You've been gone like forever, 37. I think I've just become the next evolution of man. <laughs> Why is that? I just gave birth to a piece of dark matter. Let's move on. Let's just move <laughs> past it. So, Master Chief's wife, uh, she's not given a name, by the way. If you look on IMDb, she is literally credited as Master Mrs. Master Chief. Yeah, yeah she's um, eye candy. Yeah, that's all she is. Uh, she and returns, very good at it, too. Uh, yes, I she will give her that. She was an attractive lady. Very nice lady. Uh, she returns to Master Chief while he's playing the game. She's wearing a silk gown, has poured two glasses of wine, and basically tries to sit on his lap and seduce him. She takes off the robe, and she's got like this little... Is Night it a baby doll nightie, or is it just a standard nightie? I, I don't know. No, but she's got this tiny nightie on. Uh, very nice. And she, it's nice. It's nice. I enjoy this good bit. She tries to get him to come off the game to... Uh, come on, huh? Uh, <laughs> did you, what did you just say? I said nothing. I said, I, said, say, I, I said nothing. Did you say... Come on, <laughs> Jeez. I thought anyway. so. Um, but from just like a five second conversation, someone goes, I'll pay him a million pounds. Like he's getting paid a million dollars to play the game. She's like, oh, okay, you better play then. Uh, I'm sorry, everybody. My my wife is sitting on my controller. What? You were sitting on my controller? <laughs> yeah. Is she bending your joystick? Narf, grow up. <laughs> Look at him. Is your controller vibrating? We don't have time for this, Master Chief. Dude, tell her how much we plan for. A million dollars per player. Typical woman, am I right, fellas? Always choosing the money over the man. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, don't do that. Don't open this up to red pills. No, I'm only about that's what the film's clearly implying. That's obviously an erroneous statement. Sure, everyone in this film just does what they're told. Yeah, there doesn't seem to be anyone actually trying to look for the psycho. That kind of works with the twist, but we'll get to that. Um, But no one seems to be actually looking for the psycho or trying to, you know, figure out things by themselves. They're just like, by the way, this is happening. Oh, all right then. The most gullible set of people in the universe. Mister Lee is then basically they have to take out this tank, 
that's that they have to do this other battle before they get into the main fortress and there's loads of aliens there that they're successfully killing and then a tank comes out the tank blasts mr lee mr lee this tower is beginning to look like your tombstone and he's assumedly dead uh, Narf 37 is then run over by a tank, by the tank, in the slowest death scene this ever. Is, it's literally the steamroller scene from Austin Powers. Yeah. Yeah, it literally is. He's sitting there, he's, he's shot, shoots a rocket at it and it bounces off. And then he's sitting there reloading, and this tank is coming at him at like three mile an hour. And he's just desperately trying to reload. And before he can get the shot off again, that's when it hits him. And then he's surprised. And this is the bit, because when Narf Narf 37 dies, that's the bit where they're like, no, not Narf. And then it cuts to him in his house, dropping to his knees with his hands in the air, going, So they've already told you you'll get paid even if you die. So... What's the big deal? Because there's no stakes in this movie whatsoever. Yeah, this is the emotional point. This is a steak-free zone. (laughs) It's a vegetarian film. (laughs) Steak-free zone. Um, Fragmaster is then also killed by the tank. He's got... Oh, yeah, this is another attempt at an emotional moment. Fragmaster has a health pack with him, and he's got almost no life left. He talks to the rookie, and the rookie's like, oh, I've only got about half my health left. And he's like, have you got any health packs? No, and he goes... Here, take mine. He's like, well, what's your health like? I'm fine, I'm fine. Take my health pack. Um, which I don't understand as well because... No, he, there was one on the ground on the and he was going to pick it up. Right, yeah. and he get, So he basically does that he, and gets killed by the tank because he didn't heal himself, basically. He, he sacrificed himself for the greater good. Uh, and then it fades to black. This is the bit where it, like, they, they manage to defeat the tank. The rookie blows the tank up. Uh, and all that's left is Rookie, uh, Master Chief, and Athena. And they're like, right, we better get inside the uh, get inside the complex. Fade to black. Fade from black, them entering the... Then you're like, why did you fade? It made no sense. Psycho then uh, appears in the sort of Cortana form and says to them, uh, basically, there's no more med packs going forward. They've got to... Uh, Rookie has to carry this briefcase bomb... That's got a five-minute timer, and when he gets there, uh, then they have to escape before it blows up. And if he manages to do that, then Psycho will release his wife. Uh, Master Chief then suggests that Athena has to kill him, has to kill Master Chief, because he's like, right, how much health does the rookie have? Very little. Is that like, right? How many health packs have you got? Rookie has none. Athena has one, but Master Chief has three. Master Chief's like, right, well, the only, apparently it's been, uh, it's suggested in the film that they can't gift each other med packs, but you can take them from the dead. So Athena has to kill Master Chief in order to give Rookie his med packs. This is played as an emotional moment. Athena's friends, like her, uh, like her roommate has come back and dorky man friend is still there. They're both literally crying. Uh, the sacrifice that Master Chief is making. There has to be another way. You're wasting time that you don't have. Now kill me. This is so touching. I know. So ridiculous. And the wife of Master Chief. Oh, honey, I'm so proud of you. Getting a million dollars either way. Like, I know, what was, I know. Is, what is, this isn't a sacrifice. This is taking one for the team, but not. it's not like taking one for the team in real fucking life. Let's be clear. This is bollocks. Um, the alien base is a replica of William's work building. 
So he has to, you know, he, luckily he knows the layout because of that. And so he and Athena continue playing, have to shoot their way through. They have to go through the conference room uh, in order to get there, I think, because it was literally the only location from his building you'd recognize because it was in the intro. Um, and then while he's doing that, the female cop, uh, like bumching cop, she shouts through to him through the door saying that uh, they've dis- like they they've worked out that not only is it a replica of his house but that the game server he's playing on is apparently in his own house mm. sorry so it's a, a replica of his work building and that the game server he's playing on is localized to his own house uh so he continues playing athena gets killed in a a, a, a terrible attempt at drama uh, like almost like a, a Spock at the end of Star Trek Two, sort of "You shall be and always have been my friend." Gets shot in the back, but it doesn't play off. Uh, he gets to the main room, and the psycho appears, or well, the psycho's voice appears, and he's just like, "Well done, you made it to the end." Uh, but I bet you didn't expect to hear this voice, and the, the vocoder disappears, and it's his wife. Do you like to play games? Do you like to play games, Mr. Fence? What? <laughs> Not the voice you were expecting to hear. Did you have fun, William? Happy anniversary, my love. His wife. And she goes, happy anniversary, William. Uh, but <gasps> he, she, So he didn't complete the game because he ran out of time. His character dies, so they all die. The entire film was a waste of time. Yes. Because the wife was never in any danger whatsoever. Nope. And she comes in afterwards, and all the cops apparently were in it, because uh, they don't arrest her, I assume. They Which must I suppose explains why they were shit cops. Yeah, and uh, though he, why he never questioned it, I don't know. Um, but, yeah, and she's coming in this nice gold dress, and she's just like, Yay, we can have a party. There's people waiting downstairs to meet you, rookie. Come on, Mr. Fence, you have a party to attend. This isn't it? Of course not. There are 300 people downstairs just waiting to talk to the rookie. I bought you a card. Aw, thank you. Um, now, what's... And that's that's the end. That's the end. Happy ending. And uh, No, the very end is them, all of the main characters back inside the playing game. Playing together. Playing together. And, just and like, he's hey. discovered his love for the game. Yeah, his love for gaming. My passion Ooh. is back. Um, now, that twist ending is completely stolen as a concept from the game. I'm sure it's probably been done in things before as well. From the film, the game, not yeah, yeah. the game within so, the film. Yes. <laughs> there's a film Confused called The Game. Yet. Yeah. There's a film called The Game starring Michael Douglas. Michael Douglas. Yeah. Directed by uh, David Fincher. David Fincher. It yeah. is a masterclass of a film. It's a, I love that film. It's a great film. I it's do a mindfuck film. I do want to see it. Um, unfortunately, I may have ruined a little bit for you. But it's just now. However, video game reference for the game, Charles Martinet, the voice of Mario in all the mm. video games, he plays Michael Douglas's suicidal dad oh, in okay. the game. Yeah? Wonderful. I was surprised. I was like, <laughs> so when he jumps off the building and kills himself in the game, I expect him to go, woohoo! <laughs> woohoo! Maybe he just thought he was Mario in real life. Yeah. Because <laughs> it would have been released around the same time, if not just after Super Mario 64. Mm. Um, but yeah, so that twist doesn't work. It also means that, the, as we mentioned earlier, the, the, the cop that goes to Fragmaster's house and goes, right, cut the power. How did he have the ability to cut the power? 
It didn't make any sense. So no, like, it makes any sense. It's all garbage. It, it's like there's no logic to the film. Uh, so, I, I mean, that's, that's the film. That, uh, it, it's a very terrible concept. Uh, like It's essentially ripping off Halo and trying to cross it with the game and maybe Ransom starring Mel Gibson all in one little shit package. Mm. Um, Jamie, what were your thoughts? This film is garbage. This is an unholy existence of a film. And if anyone ever offers you to watch it with them, just know that that person neither cares for you nor loves you and, in fact, hates <laughs> you and wants your soul to be damned to hell for all eternity. So you recommend it? Hell no. <laughs> I would recommend sticking needles through your own eyeballs before watching this film. Also, don't try that at home, kids. <laughs> Also, the way you phrased that, it made it sound like, I'd recommend you watch the film, but stick needles in your eyes first. <laughs> it doesn't come across would, as an either-or scenario. I would literally recommend doing almost anything else with your time. Would you? Re- so you think this is the worst film, you said it earlier, the worst film we've watched? I think of the ones that I can immediately remember. I think Even so. Postal? Yeah, Postal was better than this. Yeah, postal was funnier that. than this. Oh, what a damn nation. That, I mean, that is the most damning thing I can think of to say about a film. Um, I'd have to agree with you. Unlike you, I had a little bit of enjoyment from this film. I enjoyed how shit it was. Will it be the room level? No. No, it won't be the le- on the level of things like the room. There's definitely a video to be made of this, um, just to show the worst elements, like they do with things like the room and Birdemic. Yeah. Um, a lot of those films, including the room, are overlong, and they have a lot of scenes that people don't show on like YouTube videos because they're boring and unnecessary. Yeah. This definitely has a lot of those, but there are definitely elements of this film that are worth showing online without having to watch the entirety of the film, just to go, what in the actual fuck is this? <laughs> This is ridiculous. Um, I wouldn't recommend either. Hard no recommend. A hard no recommend. Um, Last thing to do then before we sign off is working out worst lines. Uh, There were a few. There were quite a few. I'm going to add, man, I hate scripted events as a possible. I hate scripted events. What happened to poo-poo? Oh, there's poo-poo everywhere. That's the worst line as far as I'm concerned. Oh, no, no, what happened to poo-poo? Oh, there's poo-poo everywhere! What were the other ones? Uh, so, so ones I've got written down is... My wife, it's, it's all so unreal. I'm okay. That was bad, that was very bad. Yeah. Uh, the delivery definitely helped, and the fact that there was no jump... Like, literally, he just jumps from, it's so unreal, I'm okay. Like, it just jumps to, I'm alright, with no, no break. BRB? Be right back. It's keyboard shorthand from the olden days. Hey guys, no messing around. Remember, friendly fire is on. That was incredibly badly delivered, that one. I remember that sticking out. I just gave birth to a piece of dark matter. (laughs) Yeah, that was bad. (laughs) What's the worst one, in your opinion? Uh, For me, it's definitely the poo-poo line. I'm probably going to go with dark matter. You were going to go with... It's both poo-related jokes as well. Yeah, it's hard to do poo-related humour. It's so immature. (laughs) I mean, who can do poo-related jokes well? Scheisse. I would. Why didn't we watch this with the German language? That would have been even funnier. <laughs> His name would have been Scheisse, wouldn't it? What happened to Scheisse? Oh, there's Scheisse everywhere. 
Papa Scheißer. <laughs> Papa Scheißer. Where's Papa Scheißer? Oh, there's Papa Scheißer everywhere. Um, that's for the German fans, of which I think we have none. <laughs> That's this episode. Wonderful. Next week, I promise we'll make it up to you. Oh, no. Next week is going to be Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Uh, so we'll make this up to you in the week after with Halo Legends. And then we'll, if it's available, because I still don't have any confirmation of how the hell we can watch Halo, the TV series in this country, because Paramount are screwing about with Paramount Plus. It makes no sense. Um we may be able to give you an idea of what we think of Halo 2022. Uh, if not, we'll do something else. Thank God. Thank God. If not, I can make Jamie watch this again. No. Would you... Okay, uh, uh, one last question before we go. Would you watch this again if I got the version that says Electronic Gladiators instead? No. Oh. It could be a choice between watching that again and saving your life, and I would not watch that again. <laughs> That is a low bar. That is a very <laughs> low bar. <laughs> oh, one of my favorite, uh, my favorite, one of my favorite jokes in. Have you ever seen the American version of The Office with yes. Steve Carell? Uh, so obviously he hates the HR guy Toby. Yes, that's, and it's the bit where there's he a says, possibility that Toby is the murderer as well. Yeah, yeah. and it's the bit where he says, "Do you know how much I hate Toby? I could be in a room with Hitler. I think it's." Hitler, Bin Laden, and Toby, and only have two bullets, and I would shoot Toby twice. <laughs> yeah, I love that line. That was a good line. Thank you, everyone, for joining us this week uh, for Video Game Movie Podcast. Please check us out on www.vgmovie.co.uk. Check us out on Facebook. Uh, just look up Video Game Movie Podcast. You'll find us there. We're also, uh, you can catch us on Cyberpunk Studios, uh, or Cyberpunk Films, sorry, on Twitter. You can also follow Jamie from Impala Films. There's so many ways you can follow us, guys. And please join us in, in our Discord, and please share us with your friends. The more people we can get this to, the better. Jamie, before we go, I want you to give a little shout-out for Haunted, which is yeah. doing incredibly well right now. Yeah, uh, so Haunted, the audio drama, which is an audio drama created by me, Star me co-produced with my business partner benton and with guest appearances by rory jocelyn what up uh it is a horror adventure series uh sort of a doctor who meets x-files thing we've had a lot of very positive feedback from doctor who fans so definitely if you like that it appeals to people nice it is available to listen to on spotify apple amazon pretty much every podcasting app near enough uh just search haunted the audio drama or impala films uh and please download it's completely free uh so have a listen leave us a review if you can and spread the word please Woo! you heard about the word the birds are birds are chicken the bird the bird a bird bird is the word i said the bird 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 is the word that's how it goes isn't it i don't know i don't know it's, a, it's the only episode of family guy i've ever seen i've only ever heard the bird's eye version right <laughs> the fitness crispy no that's fitness crispy anyway thank you very much for listening we will catch you all next time there's poo everywhere. <laughs>